thoughts before we go. Uh, based on our Torah reading first. Actually, there's quite a bit from it. I'm assuming you can see my screen. Yes. Okay. Yes. So we saw that in the atonement ritual, which is really the ritual of the Day of Atonement, that there's one goat that is sacrificed within the camp, that is dealt with within the camp. And there's another goat upon which all the sins of Israel are confessed. And then that goat is sent off into the wilderness, never to return again. So looking at my notes here, I want some thoughts. I want to give you some thoughts. In dealing with sin in our personal and corporate lives, from what do we need to practice social distancing? What are the things that we need to keep our distance from in order to not fall into sin? What kinds of sins involve, uh, involve putting ourselves in a space? What kinds of repentance actually involves putting a space between ourselves and the temptation? I'd like you to think about that. There are some things you just ought to avoid. Some people put themselves in a place of temptation, and then, then they fall, and, they, uh, and then they complain. Uh, they say, woe is me, or why did I ever do that? Well, you've got to keep your distance. There are some things from which you need to keep your distance. The example that I think of in that regard is Joseph, when Potiphar's wife um, decides uh, she wants to have sex with him. Uh, he doesn't stay in the house and, and discuss matters with her. He runs away so much so that he leaves behind one of his garments that she grabs as he's running, and it, it, she pulls it off of him, and he keeps going. He's a smart guy. He was young, but he was very smart. Now, concerning the other goat, which is sacrificed within the camp, what kinds of sources of temptation require us to remain engaged with them? in order to attain mastery over them. Some things you need to leave behind, don't, don't even think about them. Some things you need to uh, engage with. In other words, instead of separation, this involves wrestling. What kinds of temptations do people need to wrestle with? Well, let me ask, uh, do any of you have any, any suggestions in that regard before we move on? Stuart, I know one, and that is I know people who struggle with food. And so, and so how, how are you suggesting they need to wrestle with it? Well, it's definitely something they can't put aside because you have to eat. So, you know, it's an ongoing battle. I know Ellen struggled with that uh, at various times in her life. Yes. So there are some things, as uh, Steve wisely says, some things which you, you just can't, you can't, you can't avoid being in their presence, but you need to wrestle with them. So I think it's helpful for each of us in terms of our own lives to the degree to what we know ourselves is to think about what things should I be avoiding contact with? What, uh, uh, and, and what things should, need I to, do I need 
to wrestle with and gain mastery over? That's just I think hopefully important sorry. question. Who's speaking? Uh, Nikki. Rusty. Oh, Rusty. Oh. Go ahead. Who, me or Rusty? I'll go first. You can go second. Um, <clears throat> things that take us away from God, we need to stay away from. <clears throat> so whatever it is that takes over our lives to the extent that we should be worshiping God and we're torn away and not worshiping, those are things that we should stay away from. Certain kinds of addictions, you know, and it doesn't have to be a chemical addiction. It doesn't have to be a substance addiction. It could be addic addic an addiction of another kind. Someone, gambling, for example. Uh, someone who's got a gambling addiction and it becomes it dominates their lives, they should not go to an off-track betting parlor. This is in New York City we have these. They should not go to a racetrack uh, with their friends just to have a good time. They need to stay away from uh, sources of temptation. Okay, anyone else before we move on? Yeah, I was going to say, sometimes you're in relationships. Sometimes there are family members or relationships that are permanent that you can't... Um, Sometimes you need to distance yourself from people, but there are other relationships that God calls you into, or you can't, or you shouldn't, and you have to resolve that, even though uh, I was thinking about this this book I read a long time ago, and um, and, it, and the guy was talking about what happens when you kick a dead dog, and he's like, nothing, the dog's dead, but what happens when somebody kicks you? And he was talking about whatever that response is that comes out of us. It's like that's how much of us is still alive and kicking. And that sometimes there are people in our lives that God puts in our lives that cause us, you know, to react, in, whether it's anger or frustration. And it's sometimes something God wants to work out in us as opposed to distancing us from that person. You know, that person may be the vehicle. That's true. I have the, I'll tell you a problem that I have, folks. When I go on Facebook, I have discussions with people. And there's two kinds of people I need to distance myself. I did this this morning. First of all, there are people who have a disagreement with me about various matters, and they, then they show disrespect to me. And I told one guy on the, on, on the internet, I told him, I said, uh, I'd, like you to, I'd like to stop this stream of discussion because I don't interact with people who don't show me respect. Because it really bothers me. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a sensitive person, and when I'm shown disrespect, it preoccupies me. I don't need that. So uh, there, there are some people from, from which you just need to set a boundary. You may not be able to avoid, uh, as Nikki was saying, you may not be able to cut these people out of your lives. Let's say family members. But there are different kinds of boundaries you can set. There are boundaries which are boundaries of distance. And then there are also psychological boundaries where you determine there are certain limits that you will not let people go beyond. And if they do, then you terminate the conversation. You need to have a sense of boundaries. So that's, this is a very important lesson about social distancing, both about having setting physical distance between things that you should avoid, even being in the same place with them. That's one kind of dealing with sin. But the other kind is the goat that is still in the camp. The things that you cannot distance yourself from, really, but you need to set a boundary. You need to have in your mind a clear set of limits of what you will put up with, what you will not put up with. I learned through contact with this fellow that I'm not going to deal with that when people decide they're going to show me disrespect, 
instead of my arguing with them, I just, I, I just tell them, I'm sorry, that doesn't go. Uh, if you're going to be disrespectful to me, this is the end of the conversation. So I encourage you all to think about the boundaries that you need to set in your lives in order to keep yourself from being distracted from your service of God, in order to keep yourself from sin of various kinds. Question three. Atonement here means not so much forgiveness as it means the restoration of proper order, especially proper relational order. If we were to assume that the current pandemic is a sign from God, and that's an assumption, it may be valid, it may be totally bogus, but if we were to assume that the current pandemic is a sign from God that we need to deal with our stuff, in what personal, familial, congregational, and national contexts, what, if anything, is out of proper relational order? What needs to be done to set these things right? I'll say of this, interestingly, at the end of Malachi, the end of the Older Testament, uh, when he says that Elijah is going to come before the coming of the Messiah, we read this recently, he then says he's going to come and turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to their fathers to make ready a people prepared. This means that sometimes we have relational business that we need to deal with. And uh, Richard asked a question uh, when we talked about this passage. Well, suppose the people are very, very abusive. That's a different situation. There you need to protect a boundary. And in Richard's case and in Marsha's case with their families, they need to avoid these people because the people are very abusive. I'm not talking about that. But I'm saying, uh, Paul says it this way. He says, as far as it is possible with you, live at peace with all men. So this is about your business. If people abuse you, then you don't need to show up for that. God did not ask us to become doormats. But to the extent that you need to live in peace with other people, then uh, put relationships in order. Sometimes relate, putting relationships in order is making up with people. Sometimes it's like what I'm, I'm doing uh, lately with people on the internet who, uh, who use nicknames and nasty terms and, and who, who feel, um, feel uh, entitled to, uh, to patronize me or to, or to ridicule the things I stand for. I, uh, it's not right for, for you to, to submit to that. You can set a boundary and say, excuse me, that's not the way I treat people. That's not the way I, I allow myself to be treated. So put things in relational order. It will keep you from sin. There's much more that I could say from our Torah reading because it's a very rich one, but not now. So I am, uh, I'm going to uh, bring things to an end in that regard. We're going to go to Alenu right now. She'll hold on a moment. We're going to go back to our Sidur and page 90-something. 94. Thank you. And I want you all to remember what we discussed today. I want you to discuss 
social distancing. I want you to think about social distancing in your life. Who is it? What is it that you need to distance yourself from in order to avoid sin? And then I'm talking about a kind of a wrestling where you need to set boundaries uh, with things that are close in that you cannot avoid. You need to wrestle with them. And part of the wrestling is determining what the boundaries need to be. What are the limits that you will put up with in terms of how you behave with them? I won't allow myself to be abusive. I won't allow myself to ridicule them. I won't allow myself to lose my temper with them. And what limits are you setting for them? If you put these things in relational order, you're, you're just going to be much more at peace.